Good afternoon, everybody. The Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Hope all is well. Wiz, we are nine days away now from the NFL draft. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, look, it, it's it's getting down to the nitty-gritty in terms of mock drafts. There seems to be a tremendous amount of confusion out there in terms of who will go where? I, I've seen in a lot of mock drafts that n- no offensive player taken in the first 10 picks. That has not happened in a long period of time. And, and Wiz, to, to the point of, of lack of knowledge of what's going to happen, we, we, we're not really sure who's going to be taken with the first pick in this draft, are we? Yeah, there seems to be some... Um, there seems to be some late talk, some late movement that maybe Walker from... Uh, Georgia will be taking uh, the number one pick over Hutchinson. Uh, you know that's the that's the latest uh, rumors that are going on. But uh, it's it's going to be a wild and willy draft, and I think mostly due to the fact that eight teams are making half the picks in the first round. Eight teams have two picks, so twenty five percent of the teams are going to be making fifty percent of the picks as it stands right now. And I think the big thing is. You know, will there be movement from one of those teams who have multiple picks in the first round to move up and maybe get a player that they really covet above uh, picking and get ahead of some of the other teams who may be picking, uh, would want to pick that player. So that that is really going to add to the intrigue, I believe, of the uh, draft in nine days. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, two of the teams that, we, that we're going to talk about here today, because uh, we're covering each division uh, one by one, uh, we're up to the NFC now, we'll cover the NFC East in this particular podcast. But the Giants, multiple picks in the first round, and the Eagles, multiple picks in the first round. Yeah, and uh, the Eagles made that trade uh, where they had three picks. Uh, so instead of having three first-round picks this year, they made the trade where they'll have two first-round picks this year and two first-round picks next year. I thought that was a smart move because uh, I think it does two things. It'll it'll give Jalen Hurts, I guess, one more prove-it year to see if he, you know, the Eagles organization feels that he could be the starting quarterback for them. And if not, it'll give them a little bit more flexibility in a, what I believe is a stronger quarterback draft class for next year. So. I think it makes sense on uh, on two levels for the uh, for the Eagles to make that trade, but uh, it also gave two uh, picks to the Saints this year as well. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, so so let's start in this division, Wiz. We'll start we'll start the Dallas Cowboys. That they're the class of this division. Um, you know, Dak Prescott coming back from that injury. This team had a tremendous year offensively and statistically speaking. They were number one offense in, in the NFL from a statistical, statistical standpoint. Uh, this was a much improved defense, uh, and certainly in fantasy circles. The Dallas Cowboys, it's been a while since this defense has made an impression, but they, they definitely were a factor this year. So this is the class of the division. They, all, all the other teams are, are chasing them. But it is a team that is in transition with at a couple of at a couple of key spots. Uh, we know they decided to trade Amari Cooper, uh, going a little bit younger, and, and and actually spending some money to keep Michael Gallup uh, at the wide receiver position. Uh, an up and coming tight end star in, in Dalton Schultz. I think also we could argue that uh, maybe a changing of the guard a, a little bit more at, at the running back position with Ezekiel Elliott really taking a step back last year and, and Tony Pollard really being the more explosive player. But I, I look at this team, Wiz, it's a team that needs some help on, uh, still needs some help on defense. 
and potentially can help themselves on the offensive side of the football. Always a very strong offensive line. A few little holes in that last year. My personal view is they'll do something to try and help that along. Uh, But the Cowboys, as good as they are, do need some help at a couple of positions. Um, And in this particular draft, the Cowboys do have kind of uh, more of a traditional pick where they picks where they have picks in the first four rounds. Uh, nine picks in total, though, because they have four picks in the fifth round, which is very unusual, and a pick in the sixth round, was. Yeah, the thing is that offensive line has been a staple of that, you know, of the Cowboys for years and years and years, but with Connor Williams going to the Dolphins and L. Collins going to the Bengals, they kind of need to shore up that offensive line. So I think their first pick is going to be offensive line. Uh, they may and probably will make multiple picks um, at offensive line. Uh, you know, they have they have nine picks, but most of those picks are in the fifth and sixth round, uh, like you mentioned, four picks in the fifth round. So offensive line, multiple picks to kind of shore that up try and replace some of the guys they lost. Uh, certainly, I think their first-round pick, as I mentioned, will be an offensive line. And then maybe just some some depth on the defensive side of the football at different positions. But, you know, when you're looking at it, I, I just feel like they'll probably spend most of their picks on on offensive line all over the all over the board on defense. And then I think they'll sprinkle in maybe a wide receiver pick because not only did they lose Cooper, Cedric Wilson is with the Dolphins now. So they're kind of left with C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup off an injury. So I think one of those picks will be a wide receiver as well. One place where they did do something in free agency in the offseason is they did sign James Washington, a former Oklahoma State star, who, who never could quite, I mean, he had a few little moments with the Steelers, but you really never saw that kind of production. I, I don't know if if in this offense that he could do a little bit more. Dak Prescott, uh, arguably a, a better arm uh, than Ben Roethlisberger later in his career. Uh, that's the one move that they did make to kind of shore up um, the, the wide receiving core. But, but I could definitely see them... Uh, making a move at the wide receiver, especially given the fact that there's some depth here and they have those picks in the fifth round. And I think that's where they'll look to add that sort of depth. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, Wiz. So uh, let's move on in this division. We'll move on to the New York football giants uh, who who made a change once again uh, at the head coaching position. Um, uh, The the judge era is over. Uh, So uh, things are changing with, with the giants, but, but was the one thing that isn't changing in my eyes um, is, is the fact that the Giants are once again a team in transition. I, I was begging for this team last year to take Micah Parsons, who I thought was kind of one of those picks that you know could have, could could arguably be a generational talent at his position. Uh, that time will remain to be seen if that is actually the case. Um, he certainly had an unbelievable rookie season. Uh, the Giants decided to make a trade last year. Dave Gettleman is out of a job. Uh, so things have shifted. There's question marks all over, the, all over this football team from, from Daniel Jones uh, to Saquon Barkley being able to stay healthy. Uh, you know, right now they have avoided the tight end position, having let go of Rudolph and, and trading away Evan Ingram. Uh, so to me, the Giants can go a number of different directions. This is a constant uh, evolving process uh, for this organization on offensive line. They have two picks in the top 10. Uh, uh, basically, they can go in either direction depending on who they think their 
that best player is, whether it's an offensive lineman or a defensive player. I, I prefer an edge rusher. Um, so I, I'll be curious to see which order you think they'll go here. Uh, they also need some secondary help. There's some there's some good talents here where the Giants can make themselves a vastly improved football team. Was, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Daniel Jones, this is, this is a make-or-break year for him for certain. Uh, I think maybe later in this draft you could see the Giants do something at quarterback. But for me, it's offensive line, it's defense, uh, particularly on the edge side, it's secondary, um, and, and maybe a tight end later in this draft. Uh, that's the way I'm looking at the Giants draft was. Yeah, I mean, you said two picks in the top ten. Actually, they have two picks in the top seven picks. They're picking fifth and seventh. And with Carolina picking most likely a quarter, a quarterback with pick six, they kind of almost in theory have back-to-back picks, and I think that's how they're looking at it. And, you know, the three glaring needs are, is what you mentioned, you know, offensive line, getting someone to rush the pet, rush, you know, get after the quarterback, an edge rusher, and a second a quarterback. So those two picks are going to be in some order of either offensive line, edge rusher, cornerback I think you know they're looking at a few different players and and who's available but you know you can rest assured that those will be the the positions of of those three positions and I think they kind of want to shore up and get a a sure thing at offensive line so whether it's with the fifth pick or the seventh pick offensive line looking at how the draft is going to shake out in my opinion offensive line will be one of the picks um then then it's just a matter of like who's available uh whether they're looking at a player like Ahmad Gardner or Stingley or um, Thibodeau or, or, or somebody like that, who they're going to take with, uh, with the other pick that they have. But, you know, those are the positions. And when you're picking fifth and seventh, you know, you've got to hit home runs here and uh, you you got to get it right. So um, with the Giants, you know, they, they've been kind of shaky. So let's hope, uh, that this draft that they you know they they connect on those two first uh, round picks. Well, you know the one thing I will say was is I'm very thankful that Gettleman is gone. Right. You know, very, you know I, I just think he continued to show you. Uh, look, Joe Schoen, he's got a lot to prove. Uh, he comes out of the Buffalo Bill organization. The Bills have had a lot of success. They bring they bring the head coach uh, who's the offensive coordinator, Dable, uh, to this team too. So you know, look, they're they're. They're, they're trying to make changes here. Uh, the, the, I thought Joe Judge actually did a very good job in his first year, but last year was a was an unmitigated disaster for Joe Judge. So uh, it's not surprising that he that he lost his way. And, you know, I think Giant fans are running out of patience with ownership, Wiz, because it's, uh, it's becoming very frustrating and, and, and not something that Giant fans are used to this this lengthy period that we've seen here of um, of inadequate play. Yeah, as well as well they should be, and uh, you know, just didn't want to uh, fail to mention that you know, along with those two first round picks, they have a second round pick, they have a pair of third round picks, they have a fourth round pick, a pair of five, fifth round picks, and a sixth round pick. So they're picking early and often. It's not like they they're missing picks, and they're not going to be picking in a few of these early rounds. So they need to hit home runs on those first two picks, and they continue to have a rock solid draft as well. And um, we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out, but. Uh, we know how it's been with these New York teams these last, uh, you know, these 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 recent years. It's uh, 
it's it's been kind of sad as far as New York football has been concerned. Oh yeah, most definitely. And and quite frankly, going further down the turnpike, it hasn't been much different in Philadelphia, and it hasn't much been been much different in Washington. So let's go with the Eagles. Whiz, I, I think Howie Roseman has been you know as GM has has made mistake after mistake, uh, taking the wrong wide receivers every year. Uh, obviously, they took a chance on Jalen Hurts, who looks like he'll be the quarterback this year. Again, I look at this team needing help all over the place, uh, multiple places where where they could go here. Uh, I dare say, you know, they, they had their opportunity to take great wide receivers two years in a row and haven't done so, but they still need help at the position. I just wouldn't let the GM make the choice. Make anybody. Get the janitor to make the choice, not the GM, because he's been he's been dead wrong over the last couple of years. Cornerback uh, help, edge help, linebacker, safety. You know, this is a team that needs help at a lot of positions. They have 10 picks. As you mentioned, the trade, uh, two in the first round. Uh, I think they have six picks within the first 125 picks. So the Eagles can make themselves a better football team. Uh, you know, I'd be curious which direction that you need, think they need to definitively go here, Wiz. Well, let's start with the good. Their offensive line is elite. I mean, they have an elite offensive line, one of the top five in football. So to your point, I think they have to get somebody to play opposite Devonta Smith. So I think their picks are going to be really wide receiver and then I wouldn't be surprised if every other pick is on the defensive side of the football. They need help all over the place. Uh, you know, defensive line, linebacker, safety and cornerback. Their secondary is a hot mess back there. Uh, so I, I would see them, you know, realizing where their strength is, trying to get, you know, maybe two stabs at wide receiver. Certainly with one of their first-round picks, I could see them taking a wide receiver and then using the rest of those picks to kind of try and shore up the defense. So I see it as kind of wide receiver and then just a bunch of players on defense. Yeah. And Wiz, I mean that with all, uh, with all my, <laughs> with, with all sincerity, uh, Rossman passed on Metcalf. He passed on Justin Jefferson and the guys he took in their places have just done absolutely nothing at the NFL level. Well, what, what draft was that? Was it, Two years ago, Two years ago, when the pick was made, and 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 one of the scouts refused to give him like a fist bump. That's correct. That was hilarious. I mean, that video was up there. Uh, the pick was made, and like uh, he was trying to give one of the scouts like a fist bump, and the scout was so disgusted with the pick, like he didn't even want to give it to him. But uh, yeah, that was uh, they, they way, took uh, they took JJ Arcega Whiteside instead of DK Metcalf in that in that particular draft, and then last year they took. Um, Sorry, two years ago they took Rager over 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 Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Last, la- last year games. they took Devonta Smith. So, so sorry, yeah. it's three years ago and two years ago. My apologies. Three years ago and two. Yeah, I mean Devonta Smith was an early pick. Yeah, so we'll see if they can get someone to play opposite Devonta Smith. That, uh, they feel confident with because he he definitely needs a complimentary guy uh, with him. You know, Goddard to kind of fill out that that receiving core and then. A lot of help on the defensive side of the football. All right, Wiz. So why don't you? Yeah, and speaking of help, yeah. And speaking of help, like let's get to the uh, commanders. Yeah, I mean, you know, first off, very puzzling that they they went after Carson Wentz to start. Uh, I look at this team; they need help on the other side of Terry McLaurin. Um, the way I look at it, they need offensive line help. Uh, I think they need secondary help, but just overall, this is a, a, a by the way a good football, a good defense. But uh, you know, that's not going to get you everywhere. This this team needs help on the line. I think they need help at receiver, and I think they need help in their secondary. 
Yeah, McLaurin is a terrific player. The problem is he's holding out, and, and along with some of these other um, second-round receivers who are in the last year, heading into the last year of their contract, and uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know the commanders are forced to trade maybe their best asset in, in McLaurin, the way this thing is going with his wide receiver money and these guys expecting um, – to get paid similarly to to what some of these other receivers have gotten paid. So that makes for an ugly situation, number one. Number two is they don't have much draft equity, right? A first-round pick, a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and a pair of seventh-round picks on a team that needs so much. They certainly need to draft a receiver with or without McLaurin there. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they just need a lot of help. And uh, even on the offensive line a little bit as well. And uh, that's that's difficult to do when you have such little draft equity. Yeah, it's uh, very, very difficult to do. So, you know, I want to go back to one point you just, just talked about, about these wide receivers, right? So, it's become we've talked a lot about what a quarterback does to a roster in terms of how much of a cap space it takes up. Now, a few years ago, that used to be like 16, 17 percent. It's now starting to get over 20 percent for a few of these teams. And, and you look at a situation where the Packers were forced to trade Adams. And then you just mentioned that possibly Terry McLaurin. And, and by the way, the, the, the Washington football team does not have a a super high price quarterback, comparatively speaking. But, you know, we're getting to the point, Wiz, where these teams are... I thought they were strangling themselves a few years ago. It's even worse now. Yeah, it really is. It's funny, the movement that's taking place. And it's been gradual. And it's happening in fantasy football. And it's happening in the NFL as well, where the receivers are becoming more prominent in fantasy football, even as far early as the first round, which used to never be the case. And now there's wide receiver money. And if you look at these receivers who are saying they're not coming in, you're talking about McLaurin. You're talking about A.J. Brown. You're talking about Debo Samuel and probably D.K. Metcalf as well. You're talking about like four of the probably top 15 to 20 receivers in football who are threatening a holdout because of their second round draft money that they've been paid with their contract. And they are looking at some of these receivers and all four of those, these guys have to say, we are way better than Christian Kirk and look what he got paid. So this is going to make for an interesting situation, especially when you talk about guys like Debo Samuel and AJ Brown, who are on two teams that can certainly are Super Bowl contenders, but are so prominent in what the team wants to do on the offensive side of the football. This is going to make for a very interesting next couple of weeks here uh, to see what plays out. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it kind of saddens me a little bit, Wiz. That, you know, are, are we maybe looking at a situation where it gets harder to have an established star quarterback along with an established star receiver because of the impediments of the salary cap. Yeah, and I think this is why, this is one of the reasons why teams take quarterbacks 
when they really shouldn't take them in that spot. It's just for the simple reason that they're going to be under a rookie contract. So you're going to have control over them for, for four or five years, uh, depending on what round you take the player. And it makes it a little easier for that window to be able to, you know, build a, build a, a team that can win and compete for a championship. Um, because after that place, you know, after that first contract is over, you know, it, it's very difficult to keep these guys and unless you do something very, very smart like Kansas City did with Mahomes where you just, you know, break the bank and you give it to them and then that contract looks like um, a genius move on the on the part of the organization because so many of these other quarterbacks are actually going to be making uh, – and signing for more money. Yeah, so 2017 was uh, the salary cap, I think, was somewhere in the vicinity of 165, 170 million. Top paid quarterback was 25, slightly over $25 million a year. It's fast forward, you know, you want to talk with a lot of discussion on inflation, but <laughs> fast forward to 2022 where the salary cap's above 200 million, but you have quarterbacks making 50 and 45 and $40 million. And taking up, like I said, uh, 25% of their team's uh, a cap. So it's, uh, it's very, it could potentially be very debilitating. Yeah. And I, like I said, there's been a real shift in a movement now to wide receivers um, with these elite receivers demanding and getting paid uh, all of this kind of money. It, it, it's just difficult to really maneuver the salary cap where you could, you know, uh, keep, good players that help you win at other positions because they, they, you just don't have the money to pay them because you're, you're paying so much to just a few players on your 53 man roster. Yeah. It's uh it's going to be interesting. And, and, and maybe we, this is another draft whiz where we see people cause, cause you've argued uh, as of a lot of experts uh, that this is not a, you know, kind of a tremendous, tremendous class in quarterbacks, but nonetheless, you could still see an acceleration of picks at the quarterback position. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. Very good. So that wraps up the NFC East Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast doing our draft uh, summaries in terms of what we think teams need. Uh, we'll be coming back with you with the NFC North next, but we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing. And we'll be back shortly to talk about the NFC North. You got it.